0: Hi, this is Alex. And this is Ellen. And you're listening to our podcast, Uniquely Portable Magic, where we talk about all things books. Uh, This week,
1: we are talking about Shadow and Bone by Leigh Bardugo. Um, It is the first book in the uh, Shadow and Bone trilogy, Um, and (sighs) it was really good. (laughs)
0: is, oh, I mean, it was really Is that good. your, your concise synopsis? Yes. It um, was really good. So
1: <laughs> I was trying to think of a synopsis and I'm really bad at coming up with my own synopsis, syses, whatever the plural is of synopsis. And, um, so I've just decided I'm going to read the back of the book. <laughs> okay. And cause they already have a synopsis right here for us. So I don't even have to do anything about it. Perfect. So it says soldier, summoner, saint, orphaned and expendable. Alina Starkov is a soldier who knows she may not survive her first trek across the Shadow Fold, a swath of unnatural darkness crawling with monsters. But when her regiment is attacked, Alina unleashes dormant magic not even she knew she possessed. Now, Alina will enter a lavish world of royalty and intrigue as she trains with the Grisha, her country's magical military elite, and falls under the spell of their notorious leader, the Darkling. He believes Alina can summon a force capable of destroying the Shadowfold and reuniting their war-ravaged country, but only if she can master her untamed gift. As the threat to the kingdom mounts and Alina unlocks the secrets of her past, she will make a dangerous discovery that could threaten all she loves and the very future of a nation. Dun 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 <laughs> That last part. Very nice. That last part was me. The dun dun
0: dun. Oh, oh okay. That wasn't written on the on the back cover of the book. No. Surprising. So, per usual, uh this is our spoiler alert that we will be talking in depth about the book Mm -hmm. um so Mm -hmm. if you haven't read it and are concerned about spoilers please pause here read the book then come back and join us for the rest of the episode Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um if you don't care about spoilers again (laughs) just keep listening um and
1: you've been warned
0: yeah that's
1: it (laughs) oh my gosh i'm so excited to talk about this book i um Every time we start a new series, I always worry a little bit because I have such a hard time leaving behind old characters. Actually, even not a series, like if we just start a new book. um, You know, I always have a little bit of worry about like, how easy am I going to, you know, how easy of a time am I going to be having, sinking into this new world? And I did not Mm -hmm. have any trouble with this book. Um, How about you?
0: Um... I would say that I didn't have any trouble reading it, but I think because we had just finished the Akatar series mm-hmm. right before this, and there's, like, such a difference sure. in the books and the writing and just the level of, like, it, this is really, like, a YA novel. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think, technically, Sarah J. Mass kind of... Um, is considered YA. She's also considered adult fiction. You know, so
1: I think *Avatar* is now officially considered adult fiction, and okay, and it should be.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, for me, I think it was just like one. It was hard to enjoy the book as much because oh, okay, I think. I love Sarah JMS so much <laughs> that, like, having just finished that, mm-hmm. like, it was just harder for me to enjoy this book to the same extent. Two, I had already read it. <laughs> what? So, um, I had read it previously, which I knew because... It was in my like Apple books. Like I had bought the first one. Okay. And I remembered that I only bought the first one and when I finished reading it, I wasn't interested in reading the next ones. Oh, interesting. But I didn't remember anything about the book at all.
1: But now the, like but now this time, are you still not interested in reading the next ones?
0: Um, I'm more interested in reading okay. the next ones. Well good, because uh, we're reading than I the, was the first time. Because
1: surprise we're reading the next one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I will say <laughs> what a low risk like, time
1: to tell me that you didn't <laughs> like it so much the first time.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I figured since it's being made into a TV show and like there's a lot of hoopla about it, that maybe I should have should give it a second mm-hmm. chance, which I am. Um so like I started reading it. I was trying to figure out what the heck it was about cuz I like I could not recall for the life of me. Mm-hmm. And then the only thing I recalled was that they like go into the shadow fold on these like skiffs in the sand okay. and like are attacked by a vulcra. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Just that little glimpse. Okay. Other than that, I was surprised every time by everything <laughs> that occurred. <For> <laughs> I completely forgot it all. So it was as if I was reading it for the first time, basically.
1: Well, that's good, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, That's so interesting. I, well, I'm, I'm sorry you don't like it as much as I did
0: (laughs) that's okay Um, I mean we'll see how the next book goes it's true we're only only in book one there's a lot of exposition that has
1: to happen in the first book
0: yeah I think part of it is like with the last book we read there was a lot of like personal connection to a lot of aspects of the book which didn't really occur in this book um, and not that like I need that in every book, yeah. by any means. But it's also but like it just they're new adds a different level. They're of new people, right? you know. Like, mm-hmm. um, right. It's the first book in the series versus the fifth one that we were reading. Right, so
1: that could occur in time. Yeah, that's true. Um, interesting. Well, I, I guess with
0: that being said, what
1: did you have a favorite character?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, I did. Alina was my favorite character. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved a lot of things about her. Especially, like, the way that she viewed the world. Mm -hmm. In terms of just, like, recognizing the injustices and questioning, um, you know, the wealth and power of people. And thinking that there needed to be, like, a more equitable society. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, yes, she did like, get sucked in a little bit to the Grisha world at a certain point, but she still had that, like, underlying, like, goodness, like, sense of mm-hmm. right and wrong that... And I don't think there's anything inherently wrong
1: with the Grisha world. Like, it, it just, it like, in and of itself, it's not wrong. It's the people who will, like...
0: Yeah, see, I don't know. To me... I was like one the fact that they think they're above everyone else is right. problematic for me. I guess two I guess
1: that's that's a pretty good point.
0: <laughs> that they're like super hierarchical. Yeah. Um just solely based on their power and use that in a social context of making other people feel poorly about themselves. True. Also had a problem with that. Um, but in terms of, like, their magic and wanting to celebrate that and the fact that in other countries they are, like, preyed upon and, you know, treated really poorly, Mm -hmm. like, I understand why here they're trying to create something different for themselves, um... But they're doing it to the detriment of non-Grecia people right. in their country, right? True. Which I had a problem with. Um, which she, Elena, clearly saw, um, I think. And- I think it's interesting.
1: I think it's an interesting kind of parallel. Because as you were sort of talking about that, I had this thought of, it's kind of like um, famous people in... A, in A lot of places in the world, but we can say America here, right? So these people that they've sort of are lording themselves over have also held them up, right? So it's like, it's a weird place where they wouldn't be so held up if they weren't in a country that also held them up and put them on a pedestal. And Mm -hmm. so it's also like they're um, sort of victims of circumstance, but also like furthering the divide. It's like a weird oh. um
0: Yeah, I can see that. Um that makes sense to me. A weird parallel. There we go.
1: <laughs> I was like, I don't know what word I was trying to use.
0: Sorry I couldn't help you out there because I really wasn't sure where you were fully going with that.
1: But that That's okay. Yeah. That Here's a sense. little hint to everybody. Uh, in case you couldn't tell, I also was not entirely sure where I was going with that. Um, That's fair. So I'm glad it sounded like I maybe did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so who was your favorite character?
1: Alina. Okay. Um, I loved her for all of the reasons that you loved her and I just loved her growth throughout the story. Um, but one of the things that I loved the most about her, um, and I I kind of wish that it had gone on a little bit longer is so I have this (laughs) weird dream, (laughs) not like sleeping dream, just like thought dream, whatever. Um, (laughs) we can just move right past whatever thought dream means. Um, When I read books with, like, The Chosen One in it, right, Mm -hmm. I always have this moment when they step into it where I'm like, I would never react that way, right? Like, you read these books, The Chosen One is like, okay, fine. If I'm The Chosen One, then let's do it. And Mm -hmm. I always always like to imagine what the book would be like if The Chosen One was like, what the hell are you guys talking about? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm not. That I'm not the right one. And, like, of course, she does eventually have that moment where she steps into it. But I loved that she had a very prolonged part of the book where she was like, I don't think you guys, I don't think this is what you guys think this is. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, like, I I wish like, we could have seen it a little bit longer. Um, but, of course, in the context of the story, it wouldn't have made sense for, her, for it to have gone on longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just very endearing to me that. And
0: more relatable yes, too.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cause because like if I were ever in a chosen one situation, I would be like, hold hold on. Did you get the wrong address? Like, I'm sorry. Did you mean next door?
0: Like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Um For a second I was considering Mal as my favorite character. Yeah. But I feel like it's hard to say anyone else except for Alina, because we really don't get to know anyone else, like, super well, mm-hmm. you know? I um, have multiple notes that I'm like,
1: what is happening? Because, <laughs> like, you think one thing about somebody, and then something else happens, and then you're like, huh? But then something else happens, and you're like, huh? Like... <laughs> I have so many. It's so funny. I have so many notes that I'm just like,
0: um, (laughs) yeah, I definitely have a couple of notes of like questioning what's occurring and then noting that on the next page, they (laughs) explain it.
1: Yes. Sometimes it's like if we just kept reading, the answers would be, (laughs) would be there for us. Weird, right? Mm -hmm. Um,
0: how about a favorite part? Did you have one? Yes, so my favorite part was Mel showing up for her. Um, when she's on the run. When she's When she's on the run. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, you know, hiding in the woods, surrounded by soldiers, thinks she's finally going to be found out, and then Mel, like, comes up behind her mm-hmm. and is, like, quiet and saves the day. Yeah. And basically the sense of relief that I had that he was going to be there to help her because he is so much more skilled in all of the things that she needs to escape. Right. Um, (laughs) That was a huge sense of relief as well as just that like he still was there for her and like loved her even after all of the ugly things that they said to each other. Right. Like that was also such a huge relief to me that Mm -hmm. like their relationship, friendship, whatever was still, yeah, super strong. Um, so, like those senses of relief that just came over me were like that's why it was my favorite part.
1: Yeah, it was. It what was about what about you? So, my favorite part <clears throat> was close to the end. Um, and it's when they're in the um fold um the second time and mm-hmm. the darkling has been controlling her cuz he was the one who killed the stag and he put the necklace around her neck um and then she sort of breaks free of his control um mm-hmm. and then just becomes the badass that we were all waiting for her to to really finally step into um cuz of course after it happens that he's controlling her i knew at some point in the series like there's not going to be two more books if she's under control and can't break free from it, right? I, of Mm -hmm. course, hoped it was going to be in this book. And thankfully, it was in this book. But part of me was like, maybe it won't be this book, you know, because we were pretty close to the end. And I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. So
0: even though I've read this, totally forgot all of it. And I was so concerned that, like, she was going to struggle so much in terms of, like dealing with whatever she was forced to do mm-hmm. under his power thinking I was, so I was thinking that she was going to be his, you know, captive for a while. Yeah, And, um,
1: and I mean, already, even in the short amount of time that she was his captive, she's got some serious stuff that she has to deal with, you know, cause
0: uh-huh. he
1: didn't waste any time. <laughs> um, but I just loved her, you know, I'm a sucker for a good, uh, you know, girl power moment and recognizing your own strength and your own power. But I just loved the whole description of it. Like she finally realizes what her recurring dreams have meant, like that the stag was showing her that she is more powerful than, you know, she thinks she is all, you know, and I just, I literally have a note at the end and I'm like, yes, 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 yes.
0: (laughs) Cause I was just, I was. Yeah. I think my note about that, um, (laughs) Oh, no, it wasn't about that specifically. It was about her recurring dreams that she was having before that. Okay. Um, and, like, I, I was like, oh, my God, like, what's missing? Because, like, she kept realizing waking up the days before that she went into the fold that she felt like she was missing something, mm-hmm. like, as she was waking up from the dreams. And then I remembered that her teacher had, like, when she was in one of her lessons she felt like she was missing some of what she was being taught. Like, she wasn't, like, understanding, like, right. the important, like, subtext mm-hmm. to it. And I was trying to remember back, and I was like, oh, my God, what was, what, like, what was she missing? Like, this is, I just knew it was critical, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, So you realize that, obviously, in your favorite part. Yeah, that like she has strength from within and can turn within herself and <laughs> do whatever.
1: Yes, <laughs> and then she does what she has to do, and then is of course also um racked with guilt afterwards too. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. How about favorite quotes? Did you have any? Um, so I had a favorite quote. Let me pull it up here. Um, okay, so this is, um, Bagra attempting to tell Alina, like, what, what was actually real, what was actually true, and that she needed to leave, and she needed to leave now. Okay. Um and she was explaining like why she was doing what she was doing and why she was basically like turning against her son, right?
1: Mhm. Um, mm-hmm.
0: And she said, "But I do. It is because I love him that I will not let him put himself beyond redemption." Mhm. And I just thought that that was um such a great example of like a mother's love and mm-hmm. sacrifice for her child even if it seems like she's not doing something for him yeah. she actually is absolutely
1: mhm and sometimes so what
0: about you
1: well so I'll t- no it's okay cuz don't worry that was one of mine so I'll tell you why it was one of mine when I get there so I, oh, okay i had four favorite quotes <laughs> surprise okay. surprise um <clears throat> The first one is after Alina first starts reading about amplifiers and she's reading a Mm -hmm. sentence uh, that one of the philosophers had written. And I just thought it was so beautiful. And also, you know, I'm a sucker for something that's applicable for, you know, any instance. And it just says, what is infinite? The universe and the greed of men. And I was like,
0: unfortunately mm-hmm. that one really hit me too. Mm-hmm. I, I,
1: liked was, that a I was I was like unfortunately that is very correct. Uh-huh. Um um and I just thought it was like I said beautifully written, perfectly apt. Um so that was the first one. Um and then the next one is um Alina is in with Bagra and um Bagra is trying to get her to sort of unleash herself and she's trying to get at her and and she's like what are you miss? like why are you holding back what are you missing why aren't you mm-hmm. um you know why do you want to go back to being a map maker right and Alina says to her there's nothing wrong with being a map maker and she's and Bagra says of course not and there's nothing wrong with being a lizard either unless you were born to be a hawk. And I was like, oh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> "Um, and I and I thought um, that again, it was something that is very applicable to anybody, but especially to to young girls and but to young people, right? Um, and really, I guess people in in general, we're all so um, focused on fitting into." categories that society has put out there that we've put on ourselves that you know and and there's nothing wrong with those things inherently right unless you were born to be something else you know and not mm-hmm. necessarily a lizard and a hawk right but like it, yes. it's the idea of it right so um i just i just really love that yeah um me too plus i really liked bagra um so then my next quote comes from um actually the it's two quotes come from the same you know, and of course the last one being the one that you just read. Um, mm-hmm. come from this part where Bagra has come to get her to flee. She's told her what the Darkling is really planning, mm-hmm. um, she's gotten her to understand, and um uh Alina thinks to herself <clears throat> Um, The Darkling wanted to use me. He wanted to take away the one thing that had ever really belonged to me. The only power I'd ever had. I got to my feet. I wasn't going to make it easy for him anymore. And I was like, yes, girl! (laughs) You know, it's my girl power moment. She was recognizing her strength, her power. Like, Mm -hmm. she was taking things into her own hands. I was so excited. But also, I was... (sighs) I have quite a few notes about the Darkling and we're going to have to talk about him. Um, I was having,
0: we just, we are not allowed to talk (laughs) about him at all.
1: Actually, we're going to talk about this whole book and we're not going to mention him anymore. Done. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, It's like I was in the midst of many emotions, but mostly I was, I was there for her, her girl power moment. Mm -hmm. And then of course my last one is the same one. Uh, that you had. And the biggest thing in that part for me, it really struck home with me because sometimes when you love somebody, you have to do what's right for them, even if it causes friction, causes, I mean, in this case, like, you know, she's putting herself at risk and could theoretically be dead, you know, at the end of all of this because of what she's doing. Um, But sometimes it's bigger than that you know and sometimes you know it but it reminded me of I'm sure you've heard me say this a bunch of times but when I talk to people that I love whether it's my family friends whatever I say to them I love you and nothing you could do would ever stop me from loving you <laughs> not even if you killed somebody and then I say to them but if you did kill somebody I will be calling the police <laughs> right Right. Yeah.
0: You've, you've told me this yeah. like multiple times
1: because it's true right like I will still love that person but they've done something that they can't come back from, right? And mm-hmm. you know, illegal. Yes. <laughs> that 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 little um detail there. So it just it just sort of had it it had some of the same feelings to me as as what I've been saying to people for years. Um, mhm. <laughs> You're like,
0: yeah, I'm wise. It's fine. I know. I know.
1: <laughs> exactly. I'm so, I'm so wise. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> okay. So, I want to jump in and talk about some of the stuff in the beginning. Because... Nope. <laughs> we can't talk about that either.
1: <laughs> Damn it. No beginning. Because... No darkling.
0: <laughs> yeah, there are definitely... I had... Multiple notes. um, So, when when
1: in the reading did you realize that when she was in the fold the first time, that's when you realized you had read this before?
0: No, I knew I had read it before because it was because I had already bought it. Oh, sure, sure, sure. It was in my um, Apple Books or whatever. Okay. Um,
1: You and I are very different when we own books because, like, when you own a book, you're like, I own it because I've read it before. (laughs) And that isn't. Not the case for me. <laughs> oh, I
0: can see why you would question when I said, Oh yeah, I was in my Apple books, then why I would know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, that is very true. Um that I I mean, granted, you buy books to read them too. Oh yeah, and I do, and but, I slowly work my not... way
1: through them. It's just right. as I'm right. working my way through them, I'm also adding to the <laughs>
0: Right, the like back your end entire of it. Book case Currently, is mostly books you haven't read. Um,
1: that's slowly becoming less and less true, thanks to this podcast. <gasps> Look at us! I know it's a great way for me to <laughs> be working through my TBR <laughs> instead of it you is. know rereading books for the ten
0: thousandth time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Look at this podcast having more than one use. Oh my god!
1: It's amazing. Uh, okay, okay, so. so Anyways. <laughs> we both said, okay, so, with the exact same, like, at the same time, with the same inflection. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. Okay, sorry. Are we
0: the same person? Basically. Mm-hmm.
1: So, in the first chapter.
0: Mm-hmm. The first chapter,
1: probably... like, the little prequel, the before?
0: No, like, the actual okay. first chapter. Um, I was already super hardcore invested in them becoming a romantic thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were too, but, like, I was immediately like, Mal, like, stop looking at other girls. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I'm don't you s- see what's right in front of you? I am a
1: sucker for unrequited love. Like, I I love to read it, and I, of course, hate to read it too because it's so heart-wrenching, right, when mm. there's one half that um, – and I don't even care, like, either direct, like, whatever, like, you know, girl to the boy, boy to the girl, girl to, girl to a girl, boy to a boy, like, what, I love unrequited love. Like, it just, but it's also so hard to read, right? Because yes, you just want, is. you want the other person to love them the way that mm. that person loves the other person. Was that confusing enough for you to- <laughs> <laughs> Um So... Yeah, I was already... I was there for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad I'm not the only one who had that reaction. So, okay.
1: So, right at the beginning, right? So, I ha- I was right there with you. I wanted... I was already really invested in it. And then, like, this book... I really admire this book for this because it wasted no time in, like, punching you right in the face. Like, <laughs> right? Like, first chapter, first, second chapter, like, right there at the beginning page 32 my my note literally reads what the actual fuck just happened (laughs) right because like we're 30 pages into the book they've gone into the fold she's watched her friend be ripped out of her arms and disappear right Alexi is gone and then Mal is taken and then like something happens and she faints right and then you're like is he alive is he dead what's going on and then the next chapter is like it just starts talking about her again, and I, my next note is literally like, "Is Mal alive?" <laughs> and then I wrote, "That is." <laughs> I was
0: like, "I need to know if I need to
1: be sad or not."
0: <laughs> my my note is literally, "Holy shit, is Mal going to die? He can't die in the second chapter." I'm already almost crying. I know. I was like,
1: I was like, first of all, I need to know if I need to be sad or not. Second of all, what the actual fuck just happened? <laughs> And then of course he comes in wounded, and I'm like, "Oh my god, he's alive!" Okay, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I was, exactly. I, I just really, you know, like some books, and there's, and there's certainly merit to both of them, right? But like mm-hmm. some books take a little while longer to get into something like that, and then this book was just like, here's their little before chapter. She's a cartographer. Oh, they're in the fold. Bam, bam. Like, and I was like. <laughs> ah! <laughs>
0: I was like, whoa! <laughs> That's so true. <sighs> and I... Yeah, it is a lot right away. I think it, I think that might have
1: also been what helped at least me, like, get into it more, is that, like, it was a nice balance of exposition, right? But then also, like, action, right? So, like, mm-hmm. it, it pulled you in. Like, I was already totally invested in Mal and Alina, but then all of a sudden, like, is he dead? What? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like I was just, Mm -hmm. I agree. So my next note doesn't really age well with the rest of the book. (laughs) My next note is, I really like the darkling because they get to the, (laughs) they get to the palace, right? And uh, he's like he like rides up next to her and he's like, what do you think? And she's like, it's grand. And he's like, I think it's the ugliest building I've ever seen. And I was like, oh, that's so cute.
0: (sighs) So, I have to say that my next note aligns very well with this note. <laughs> Cuz we're kind is of really... the same person. <laughs> so, so my immediate reaction to the Darkling was that like, oh, he's bad. But then and this is a theme that I uh, We've that talked I about have it, yeah, but yes. he's hot. <laughs> that he's then, yeah, he's then described as physically attractive. And I'm like, huh, maybe he's not so bad. Maybe he's actually good. Okay. Hmm. So, um,
1: I, like he's first introduced. I didn't quite know how to read him. And then, but you, the glimpses that you're seeing of him from there, he's witty and he's a little wry and he seems really like calm and you're like, okay.
0: Um, and then, but then yeah, I yeah no there's not really a lot any like of negativity yeah like when you learn about his character except for just that like he's called the darkling mm-hmm. so that like makes you immediately like why is he called that and just that like you get this sense of he's like kind of feared um right and is but it- other than that there's a lot more typically there's a lot more good that outweighs the bad in terms of like just descriptions of him early on so my initial reaction was just I think more of like either an instinctual thing or like my subconscious being like remember you read this you know oh sure right (laughs) um and it's
1: interesting because like even after it's so I had this inkling though I was like but we don't really have like uh an antagonist we don't really have a villain like so I did have like an inkling and I was like is it going to be him? And then and then she, like, goes to train with the Grisha. And then I was like, okay, it's not going to be him. It's going to be somebody else in there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, was what I was hoping. Um, and then, of course, it's sort of revealed that he's not. But can I tell you? <laughs> um, but even after that, you see some glimpses in him that I'm wondering if it's kind of... I, of course, haven't read anything else. So, you know, this might not age very well either. But I'm wondering if it's going to be kind of like a Loki situation right in like the event like the Marvel Mm -hmm. movies like I wonder if he's going to be more of an anti-hero versus like a villain you know like Mm -hmm. because I feel like there's something more is going to happen and like I just I don't know like and it could just be a hold off of I liked him so much at the beginning that I want something better to happen later right um to sort of redeem him and 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 Maybe get an explanation for what's... Go- like, I, I don't... You know, so certainly that could be playing a large part in this. Um,
0: right. I mean, I totally had a note somewhat early on in the book. After... So, after I was, like, wholeheartedly Alina and Mao. like, <laughs> that's it. Then I changed my mind.
1: <laughs> oh, immediately. <laughs> and
0: And, like, I wasn't... It wasn't like I was for sure her and the Darkling, but it was more, like... Which one do I want with her? Like, there's... So... I was
1: ready for it. I was ready for a big old triangle. Oh, I was... <laughs> okay. Uh, so,
0: I, I don't think I was ready for a triangle.
1: But well, you know I was me, ready I'm, for, like... I'm always down for a other. love triangle.
0: <laughs> um. Okay, so I'm glad I wasn't the only one who, like, immediately didn't necessarily like switch sides but like my loyalties were well, questioned. <laughs> the, other, the other thing though is is like the
1: reason that I was so ready to jump ship <laughs> pun not intended but let's I would like to pretend like I was. Uh that was intended right because you know character couples are called ships right so yeah. jump ship get it. Um was because of the unrequited part of it right? Like and of course later we find out that after she is taken mm-hmm. Mal was immediately like oh shoot I'm in love with her like right (laughs) right? and he had his moment of realization but we of course don't know that until almost the end of the book right so Mm -hmm. up until that point it has just seemed like he loves her but like a sister right Um, Mm -hmm. like someone who has been by his side his whole life and then when there was this possibility of someone who could love her for her like I was
0: like great cool
1: like, mm, gotcha.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know,
1: like, because the other thing, and I think she did. She being Leigh, Le, Lee. I don't. I think it's Lei, but I don't really know. Sometimes people spell Lee L E I G H. We probably should have looked that up. before. That we... is
0: Lee. That is, that is. Hell. Okay. I've only. Okay, no. I should say that I have come across the spelling of that name, and it's only been pronounced Lee. There could be people who pronounce it differently, right? So I don't know. So
1: I certainly might have. I think I pronounced it incorrectly. Maybe most likely when I said her name, I'm very sorry, Miss Madam Author. <laughs> um, but I think she did really well. Is that when it came time for Mel to sort of tell her that he loved her? Um, it didn't, it wasn't that he was like, and I realized I loved you because you were always with me, which it, she mentions, but it wasn't like a love of convenience, right? Like, she, he mentions that she's always there with him, but then he also mentions that he would want to tell her something and she wasn't there, or he would look for her in the crowd and she wasn't there, you know? So it wasn't, he fell in love with her just solely because she was
0: mm-hmm. a
1: woman and she was there, right? Right. Um, but, and of course, still, at the beginning, you don't know that. And I was like, I don't want him to fall in love with her just because she's there, right? Like, so, again, when presented with this other option, I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Here's a possibility Mm -hmm. for someone who will love her.
0: Yeah, especially when you don't realize that he's possibly crazy and (laughs) I know evil and
1: (laughs) and at the beginning it's 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 hard to see what's going on with Mal right because he's not there and she's not she's Mm -hmm. sending him letter after letter and he's not responding and so then I had this awful moment of oh, does he, like, resent her? Like, does he think she's been hiding this her whole life? Like, does he... Yes, I definitely... And so then I, and too. so, th- and if that had been the case, then I would have been, like, you know, done with, yeah, you know. Yeah, I was really
0: concerned <laughs> that he was purposefully... Ignoring not her. responding yeah. to her letters, yeah. Exactly. I was really worried about that, too. Um,
1: So that, uh, yet again, was yet another reason why I was, like, sure,
0: let's Let's explore this new option. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Um, So I wanted to talk about the Grisha. Yeah. Because I thought it was a very... Like, there were some very interesting concepts in terms of, like, the magic in this book. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it is from some, like, Russian or Eastern European, like, myths or stories, like, if um, it was completely made up, or if, you know, there's some basis behind it, Um, but the fact that, like, you end up, like, it just seems kind of opposite of a lot of other magic in terms of, like, you use it up and then yeah. have to, like, allow your power to, like, build back up again. Mm-hmm. Whereas their power here, like, yes, has a limit, but it feeds you, mm-hmm. basically. Like, you get stronger, you become, like, beautiful and really healthy and vivacious yeah. the more you use your right. power. Um, which is kind of the opposite of a lot of other ways that, like, your power, like, the more that you use it, like, it can become draining right? you
1: kind of thing? Um, I think probably... I can't even say probably. I wonder if part of the reasoning behind that is to explain why the Darkling, who's the most powerful of all of the Grisha, theoretically up until... Alina right we're not you know mm-hmm. like yes maybe he's more powerful but now she's got the state right so like we don't know where her power sits quite mm-hmm. yet anymore Um, but it would also explain why he would go mad right because if he has all of this power and the more he uses it the more it feeds him and the more it um, like it would ex- right it's like the whole absolute power corrupts absolutely thing right like
0: uh- Oh yeah. Okay, I can you know, see that. So,
1: like, I wonder if it was a it's a way to help explain that whole angle. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that.
0: Yeah. I totally buy into that.
1: I did. I did love that whole part, right, where she finally, uh, she being Alina, finally has that moment where she has that recovered memory, right, and she remembers being tested by the Grisha, and she remembers that she pushed it down even at eight. Right? And, right. and then that
0: makes me question like how powerful is she that she at eight years old could push down her power mm-hmm. when like amplifiers are supposed to be able to. Right. And
1: especially like, like not a be trained tested
0: like that. Yeah. And especially mm-hmm. like a
1: trained amplifier against an untrained. Right. Like exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, And then you have that whole moment where she realizes that's when she started not sleeping. That's when she couldn't eat. That's when, right? Is because she pushed down that power that was supposed to be helping her thrive, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and live and be healthy and like I was like and just Whoa. like exists. Yeah, right? I was like, holy shit! I know, <laughs> I know.
0: Um, uh, yeah, so I thought that was a very interesting concept in terms of, like, the world building yeah. um, in this story.
1: My next, it's funny, because my next note says, an amplifier for Alina makes sense. Why can't she summon her own power? And then, of course, <laughs> I, I hoped that the book was going to tell us why she couldn't do it. Um yeah. And, of course, they did. Uh My next note also doesn't age very well. <laughs> it's just, <gasps> Alina and the Darkling? And then it's just the quote that says, he looked at me, his hair was still a mess, and in the bright morning sunlight, he looked more handsome and more human than I'd ever seen him. <laughs> Sad face. Suck, a sucker for, <laughs> for all of that. <laughs> um,
0: oh Yeah. I, and then right after that. I think it's, I think it's okay that it, it doesn't age well, because uh, one, I totally thought the same thing. <laughs> So Good. I'm sure that we're not alone in our like initial. And that's of course the whole feelings. point, right? Is like she mm-hmm. wanted
1: you know. Um my next note is the whole part where uh he says to Alina and he's like, You and I are gonna change the world and she's like, I'm not the world changing type and then he's like, I'd hate to think I was wrong, right? <laughs> and then I wrote, Is there something there that wasn't there before? the little <laughs> beauty and the beast <laughs> reference. Oh, nice. I was just so excited. Um I was I was so excited about the like I said the concept of someone who would maybe love her for her, right? Especially yeah. in the light of not knowing what was going on with Mal. But I was also so excited about her having friends, right? So like I loved I loved Genya and I was really hoping, um, like, she seemed like maybe she was forming a friendship with Marie and Nadia, um, but I was really hoping that, like, but she, she even mentions at one point that where she's like, but they're nice to Zoya, to her face like, what are they saying behind my back, right? So then Mm -hmm. I had a moment where I was like, I hope they're really her friends. Like, she deserves, like, a community because, like, Mal had found his community in his unit, right, with uh, Mikhail and the other one (laughs)
0: Yeah, I forget D-
1: Dubrov. Do du- Dubrov. I
0: think, I think that sounds right. Um, yeah, like she always felt like she didn't belong anywhere. Right, it was with Mal. So. So I
1: wanted her to have that, and I, and I just, I think right, you know, so right at the end when Genya specifically shows up, and she's in a different color robe, and right, but I still. Th- and again, this might just be me clinging to this hope that I had for Alina, but I have to hope, if she's not dead, <laughs> um, that yeah. there was something true there in their friendship, at least her and Genya, because I just, yeah. I want her to have, I just want her to, I just want her to be happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I um, definitely had an inkling that there was something going more going on with with i don't know if you can call it an inkling
1: if you've read the if you've read the book before i think you can call it a recovered memory
0: (laughs) maybe i don't know but like i was well but i didn't i didn't remember correctly if it was like a subconscious memory or whatever gotcha um because i was like oh is she a spy Mm -hmm. but like questioning like thinking that she wasn't working for the darkling that like there was something else like oh. that she was maybe working to, like, undermine him somehow okay. or something like that. When it turns out that she was, like, working for him. um, And that by, like, following through on what he asked of her, she was made into... Sure. Like, uh, a higher-leveled Grisha or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So... Obviously, or seemingly obviously, this world is sort of a pseudo-Russian mm-hmm. um, world. Um, and I I really enjoyed that because it's not, um, it's not, um, like when you look at fantasy books in general, right, so many fantasy books are based off of like, information that we've got from like white European countries right Mm -hmm. and so um in my recent years I've been looking to find well really I've been looking to find fantasy books that (laughs) maybe take place in in maybe not so white places (laughs) right like Mm -hmm. you know and I've and I've got some on my TBR that hopefully slash maybe we'll be reading for the podcast um that aren't just about white people. <laughs> um, but I what I thought was interesting is that even though it's, it's based off of a white society, it's not so much one that we see often in
0: or I haven't mm-hmm. seen often
1: in fantasy books. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Um, and I don't know a ton about Russia, right? Like, I know about the Romanovs, <laughs> and that's about my extent of the the like, just specifically Russian history, because, of course, I know about all the stuff that happened in in Russia and the Soviet Union as it pertains to stuff that, like, America has done, Mm because that's how we learn history in America, (laughs) (laughs) is let's learn about the world, but also in its context to how it relates to America. Um, But what I thought was really interesting is, like, even though it takes place in a fantastical country, there were things in it that... Um, were similar to Russia, right? So like the country that they live in is Ravka, which sounds a smidge like Russia, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They keep talking about being sent to Sibaya, which is like Siberia, right? And then um, later we find out that Mal um, was in Chernast and I was like, like Chernobyl. And I was like, (laughs) how like i and i just thought it was so brilliant right like she's creating her own country and world and all of this stuff but like it's not just out of you know like it, but she's seemingly taking inspiration from you know you know like many writers do you know it's not but you know i just thought it was really cool yeah i i definitely liked the russian influence um was it easier for you? I know that we've talked at some point about reading, like, Crime and Punishment, and that was really hard for you to keep the Russian names apart. Um, right. How, was it easier in this book?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. I feel like these names were so different than <laughs> all of the Russian names in yes. Dostoevsky's book. Um, first of all, a lot of them were way shorter. Yeah. <laughs> They- True, true. Didn't all look and sound the same. Yep. And, yeah, so I didn't really have any trouble with that. Speaking of names, that's so funny, because
1: I didn't even mean, like, this is a great segue. So I have a note here that I, it had me cracking up, right? And I was like, okay, so her name's Alina. We've got Mal, and his full name is, like, Malium, right? And then we've got uh, Genya and- uh, Nadia and Zoya and all of these names and then I was like and David <laughs> like I just, like I just, I just thought it was so f- funny right that we have like all of these like Russian sounding names
0: and David <laughs> like <laughs> I, I just I don't I didn't even realize that but yeah
1: yeah like <laughs> you know sergey and ivan and and david <laughs> like <laughs> um i just yeah i just i thought that was i thought that was just really cute i was like
0: <laughs> that is really cute i didn't yeah. even realize that uh, um, oh gosh speaking of names yeah. one that i wasn't really sure how to pronounce was the religious leader? How do oh, you pronounce his um, name?
1: Hold on, I have to look at it. Let me see. Um, of course I would pronounce it, and of course
0: I didn't have any. Did you spell it out by any chance? Yeah, it's A P P A R A T. Apparat. is what Apparat. I. Would... That's what I was calling him. Okay, um. So he was a character for me that I really couldn't figure out. And David,
1: <laughs> the apparatus and David. <laughs> yes. So even um, when, even when David wasn't in scenes, I was just adding him to scenes, and I'd be like, "And David." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh goodness, um.
1: I think to me,
0: like, he really represented, like, court intrigue and how, as a reader, I end up getting really frustrated when we don't know, like, what's happening or the true motives behind things. Right. Um, because there are many instances where, (coughs) bless you. Thank you. Hold on. The reader. (laughs) I'm sorry, everybody. I have spring allergies. Um where like the reader will know more than you know some of the characters or right. something because of insight and we don't really get that here and so I just always had a lot of questions about like what was happening at court like whose allegiances like were real who was fighting yeah. for what power like what was the purpose behind a lot of things and so he was one that the way his character was written like Alina was very creeped out by him and always tried to avoid him and he was he he seemed creepy he comes off as like possibly you know maybe the villain of the book Mm -hmm. or something but I don't know like you you never get to hear what he's fully thinking or saying because Alina typically tries to leave like as he's trying to speak to her right so i kept getting really frustrated by that because you don't actually know like what he was saying and like Mm -hmm. whose side he's on and what you it's so hard to figure him out Mm -hmm. i had the same
1: feelings and then especially when at the end she she has that revelation where she was like was he trying to warn me about what was going on and i was like you think (laughs) <laughs> Which, of course, I didn't, like, I had that inkling, um, or not, um, not that he was trying to warn her about the Darkling, but that he was maybe trying to tell her something that she needed to know, um, whatever yeah, though, that might be.
0: Yeah, though, I think by the end of the book, he is, like, in power, right? Like, he's ruling in instead of the the king well that's what
1: the rumor is at least right like they hear Mm -hmm. that he's ruling instead of the king but of course we don't know if he's doing it of his own volition like has Mm -hmm. the darkling um threatened him like we don't know maybe he certainly is happy to be Mm -hmm. in power you know like it's just we don't know enough about it um that's so true But yeah, no, I was on the same page. I did not know what to, to, I could not put my finger on where I thought he was going to end up in the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it was
0: so frustrating.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, I want to talk about, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Botkin and David. No, (laughs) um, And about, I just thought he was so, um, I really liked him as a character. I liked his, like, his code of ethics. I loved that he, even though he insulted her when she was training poorly, like, he didn't give up on her. Like, I liked Mm. that about Bagra, too. Like, right? Like, yes, even though she was, like, insulting her and, like, why can't you do this? Children can do this. They didn't give up on her. They kept pushing her. And then I felt like the big payoff was when... Um, Alina had sort of recognized that she'd been forcing down her magic. That's what was making her weak. She was now using her magic. She was strong. She was training. And then she starts, we hear about her training with these, like, mirror gloves that she has. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, those sounds so cool. (laughs) Um, But in that scene, she, she, or uh, around that time, I guess I should say, she talks about how she thought she was finally holding her own against him. And then he was like, I was holding my punches because you're going to a party and I didn't want to hit you in the face. He's like, but tomorrow I'll be more fair with you. And I just loved, like, that was so, like, it was just such a sweet thing to me that he was thinking about her face because she was going to a party, but then also that he thought of it as being unfair. And in reality, if you're training somebody to be a good fighter pretending to be worse than you are to make them seem better is not fair. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so I was like, he's so cute.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So one of the things about that, that I like had a little bit of a problem with in the book was, so she gets this training from this incredible teacher and master. And by the end, like you said, Like, she thinks she's really good and, like, maybe even best at him. You find out that that's not the case. But she still seems like she's gotten to a place where she's, like, Mm -hmm. pretty good. Um, Yeah. And while she does train with the mirrors, like, they're also supposed to train without magic. So that they don't have to rely on it. True. So then what really frustrated me and annoyed me was that she still used her magic to get out of multiple situations physical situations when they were on the run which then gave her away and put them in more danger right when she's been trained to be able to not use her magic without it yes so that every single time that happened, <laughs> I wanted to strangle her and be like, you're so stupid. Like, you don't need this. You're going to, they're going to find you because you keep using your magic. Yeah. Um, um I can see that. So that really, that really, really frustrated me a lot.
1: Um, <clears throat> yeah, I can see that for sure. Um. Mm-hmm. I did not have the same feelings about it that you did, but at the time, but actually now I, I get it. (laughs) Now I'm like, yep. Okay. I get it. Um, Mm. especially because, so like, of course, um, they're on the run, she and Mal get to the stag and then the Darkling shows up and, and I was like, of course you dumb shits talking to Mal and Alina. He's not worried about tracking the stag. He knows that you guys are going to go to the stag. Of course he's been tracking you guys. And I didn't even think about her power at that moment so much either. But I was like, somehow, you guys should have been more careful. You should have not, like, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) like, he's ancient. Like, we don't know how old he is, right? Like, he had said he was 120. We know that that's not probably accurate. Like...
0: Right. Well, we know that he has faked his death multiple times. Yeah. And that the black heretic, which he is, is hundreds and hundreds and right. hundreds of years old. Exactly. So, like, mm-hmm. it just, like, he... Yeah, they should have been better prepared and, like, realized that. <laughs> and... this, Yeah, this wasn't one of those instances where, like, only the readers realized something. Like, which, I guess, happened... But the characters should have realized yeah. what the readers...
1: And, were Mal, if you're such a good tracker, you should know how to fucking cover your tracks. Like, <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I was so mad at them. I was like, guys!
0: <laughs> yeah. Come uh, on! <laughs> I know. I was also bothered in that scene when they confront the Darkling and she is just like kill me now basically mm. um and before that was relying on Mal to get an arrow into the stag before it died from its wound of the arrow from the darkling so that's the darkling wouldn't have control over her right and i was like why are you relying on mal for this don't you have a knife Can't you, like, yes, you wanted to, you didn't want to kill him, and you wanted, like, you didn't think it was right, but your options are either you deliver the killing blow so that you can take his magic, or the Darkling controls you. Right. So why are you not thinking that you can take this into your own hands and do this yourself? I think...
1: My thought was that he could move faster with a bow that he already had, like drawn and ready, than she could in getting out her knife, getting to the thing. Like I think,
0: well, like, but I thought she wise. was right next to the stag because she'd <clears throat> gone up to him and like pet his nose and interacted with him. And then... I guess
1: I thought that after he was shot the first time like he stumbled back and she stumbled like i i i think i thought that when he first was hit like he moved backwards and she moved closer to mal and so in my head there was more space between them
0: gotcha okay
1: but i don't i could have made that up they could she could have been standing right next to him for all i know um
0: yeah, I guess I pictured it that like she was right there and yet she was still relying on Mal. To yes, try to that him. would be that would be like,
1: that would be much what, more what, frustrating.
0: What are you doing? <laughs> like in my did, head. She haven't had, we already gone through yeah. this about how you can rely on yourself right. to do things? Um,
1: yes, that would be very frustrating. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think, think she, if I was picturing it that way, I would have been as frustrated as you were in that yeah. moment. Um, mm-hmm. but in my head, like I said, that they had separated and she was back by Mal. Gotcha. Um interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I um so, so <laughs> can we going back to Genya for a second, she I was very intrigued by her storyline through this whole book, right? Like the first glimpse that we get of her, like, we find out that she... Or in one of the first glimpses, maybe not the exact first one. Like, we find out that she was given as a gift, basically, from the Darkling to the Queen. Uh, we find out that the King has been using her mm-hmm. seemingly repeatedly so this whole time because she's so beautiful and she's so... Um, desirable. Um. And she longs to be a part of the other Grisha. And I don't think all of that was a front. Like, I think a, a huge chunk of that, even though we find out at the end that she was also being like a spy for the Darkling, mm-hmm. like, I think all of that other stuff was also act. Like, again, it could just be that I'm hoping because I want her to be, well, for really more than anything now that the book is done, I want her to not be dead. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I mean, to me, my thinking was, yes, all of that is true, and she was offered an opportunity Mm -hmm. to get out of her situation by spying. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so, who wouldn't take that to get the opportunity to become, what, the highest level of Grisha Mm -hmm. versus
1: being... Or I guess technically like, second highest because I think the Darkling is tech, you know, like oh, the okay, highest. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: Or like not even being recognized by like any of the groups yep. and being an outsider and being looked down upon and I and, think, you know, basically being a slave to the queen's whims, right, and the king's as well, yeah. Right. Um, so I and mean, I think even Elena has her that
1: realization at the end, right? Like, Yeah, you can't she... blame her for trying to get out of her exactly. situation. Because um, I think she even has a moment where she's like... Like, right at the end there, she's like, I, I know what it's like to want to fit in. You
0: know, like, she fully understands why Genya did it. Yeah, well, also, too, like, how much does Genya know about what the Darkling is going to do? Right. And, like, does she know that he's the Black heretic, you know? And right. how much... Because I know... Like, Ivan was saying that, like, they're doing the right thing. But, again, mm-hmm. how much does he know? Exactly. How much is the Darkling, like, spewing lies to get these people to... Exactly. ...think that he's doing the right thing?
1: Absolutely. Um. <sighs> <laughs> um. Oh, the Darkling. Um. hmm Uh, One of, another one of my favorite parts uh, in this book was when Genya and Alina sneak into the Grand Palace and they're trying on all the queen's dresses Mm -hmm. and like, just like, like being happy and friends and together. And first of all, I thought it was really cute. And then second of all, I thought it was really cute that they'd been doing it all day and they got so wrapped up in it that she, like Alina didn't even get to eat and she had to (laughs) Go like straight to her lesson, and I was just yeah, I just thought that was so adorable. Yeah, um, that is really adorable. Um, so, pardon me. And it just, just fe- and it just feeds my hope that one she's not dead, and that they can find their way back to each other, friendship wise.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just looking through my notes and. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a ton of them that are reactions to finding out (laughs) that like Bagra is his mom and that he's the black heretic and that or used to be men and it's just a lot of swearing. I want to hear it. Just go. Oh, basically, basically it's a lot of, okay. I'm just going to pull out the swear words in the couple of lines. Shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Shit.
1: Okay, so that that's really in interesting.
0: Like three lines. Of- so
1: that's really interesting that shit seems to be your go-to swear word, because fuck is definitely mine. In my like in my notes, right? <clears throat> right? Because mine starts with what the actual fuck just happened? Is Mal alive? Mal's fucking alive. <laughs> and then wait. Um how? How fucking old is he? <laughs> and then <laughs> I wrote, fuck, I don't know how to feel about the Darkling. <laughs> so that's really funny that shit seems to be your go-to. And,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> fuck is mine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. I was reacting that he was the black heretic, mm-hmm. that she's his mom. Yep. That the Vulcour were men that he can control her with the antlers. Those were, like, (sighs) my big... I know. Holy shit moments.
1: Um, that's where my... How fucking old is he (laughs) came in? Because, right, like, she's talking... like Because she's ancient. And then... Like, but she's his mom, so then it's, like... Like, how... And that's when we find out, right, that he has faked his death multiple times. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just, um, yeah. And it, that's also right above it was, uh, man, I was worried he was going to be the bad guy. <laughs> and, then I, and then my next note is, how old is he? <laughs> and then later I, and I didn't write a page number, so I can't say which part it is, but I go, I wrote, but. Is he like really the bad guy? <laughs> you were still like, holding out hope. I was like still hoping that maybe Bagra didn't have all the facts, like she thought like she had some facts and then she like made some assumptions. Like I was just hoping. Right. And I'm and I'll be honest, should I be no, but am I still holding out hope that he's maybe like like he's more like a Loki character where like right. Um Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> and he's not
0: as bad as we think he is. Yeah, like,
1: yeah. um, he's maybe a little bit more faceted than he seems. Uh, I sure am. <laughs> uh, because mm-hmm. I liked him so much at the big, you know, and I was... Yeah. So... Uh-huh. We'll... I... only time will tell. <laughs> he'll either stay about the same, he'll maybe do some, like, re... re- uh, rebounding, um... Redeeming is what I meant Mm. to say like redeeming so like redeeming some falling redeeming some falling and then hopefully redemption or it'll just get worse like like (laughs) those are the three ways that I see this going right like he's either gonna stay about the same he's gonna do a little bit of ping-ponging back and forth or he's just gonna get more evil and I'm really hoping it's not the third option but only time will tell Uh (laughs) um that is so true. Yeah. So I had a note here. So on page 210 of the paperback version, <clears throat> uh, there's a moment where I had this prediction um, before we find out that he's the black heretic and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, Alina is talking to Genya and she's sort of finding out a little bit more about what has been happening between Genya and the king, right? That he's um, he uses her, but then he gives her jewelry and she's supposed to just pretend like that she's okay with it and mm-hmm. um, all of that stuff. And and then Alina says, like, the Darkling should have done something and he should have protected you. Um, and then Genya says, he's done that more than you know. Um, um, and the, But then she says... He's as much of a slave to the whims of the king as the rest of us, at least for now. And I had this moment where I was like, for now. And then I was like, ha ha. I was like, it's going to be a revolution, right? Because I'm thinking Russia. I'm thinking Romanovs. I'm thinking, right. like, right, like I'm trying to, right? And of course, I didn't see it as, so I was kind of right. Like, he, he is... revolting um, against the monarchy, (laughs) I was hoping that it was going to be in a good way, (laughs) not so much the bad way that it turned out to be. (laughs) But I was... um, But So I just wrote, revolution! (laughs) Um, When I was still thinking that it was going to be good. (laughs) I know. Um, If only... Um, so then, okay, so then my next notes kind of jump to her and Mal traveling together. Um, and I loved the scene where they, and I was also, like, frustrated at them, but the scene where they stop in the village and she goes to get the sweet roll, like, I was very, like, I loved it because it was cute and sweet and, like them joking about the role in the alley. I was like, that's so cute. But then, of course, part of me was like, I feel like you shouldn't be wasting all this time here. But <laughs> um, but I was enjoying them, like, reconnecting so much that I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. And then, of course, they almost get robbed. Then right. They-
0: and then she uses her power.
1: Right. Dumbass. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then, but then... My- Another one of my favorite parts was after they fight these two people off, they get away they're in hiding. She realizes she has this roll still in her pocket, and then it's like been smushed up, and there's some lint on it and she She says to him basically like don't worry, I still have <laughs> the sweet roll, and then they like laugh and laugh and laugh for hours and like you know, and I was like, but that was like the the healing moment in their relationship, and I was like. <sighs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and I was very excited about that. Um, and then my next two notes are um, when she says to him, thank you for finding me. And he says, always, I like tears, like immediately I was like, oh. um, and then when he sort of explains to her that he realized that he was in love with her. Right. And that he, had been looking for her and f- kept forgetting she wasn't there. And and then he says to her, don't tell me we don't belong together. Um, I'm sorry it took me so long to see you. I see you now. And I was like,
0: oh, I was just like sobbing. I like, know. But did she ever tell him that she feels the same way? Or is that when they were interrupted?
1: That's when they were interrupted. Because they kiss. Oh, so,
0: yeah. So I, I'm worried that like their relationship is going to fall apart and that. I, feel I like yeah, I'm he, worried a lot about this relationship. In I get, the I get that,
1: but like, I also feel like he has to know that she loves him because of after he's taken hostage, right? Like, she spends the whole night um, in the dungeon with him, like on the other side of his cell. They're talking. They're well, but they like kiss a bunch of times. Oh, oh no, Alex. <laughs> I wasn't so worried about that. (laughs) Now I I really am.
0: (laughs) I was worried about that. And what I'm even more worried about is at the very end, she doesn't tell him her plans and what she thinks about the antlers. And she lies to his face.
1: Yeah. That's also very worrisome. Um, And the thing that I'm also really worried about is what the Darkling said. Right? Like, Unfortunately, it is is <clears> it <throat> it is us and them, right? Like, it goes back to, in other countries, the Grisha are killed and hunted and, right? And, but even in this country, yes, they're revered, but like, the more powerful of them, the most powerful of them is kind of revered but also mostly feared right and if she's on par with him or if she's more powerful than him now that she's got the antlers like Mm -hmm. yeah that makes me super worried that mal can have all the best intentions and i hope that it's you know stays that way that he does love her for all every part of her but i can also see this turning into
0: i think he still has like from their childhood Mm -hmm. the peasants negative view exactly Yep, and he doesn't think that she should have all of that power exactly Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i'm concerned about that too (laughs) great i'm glad we're still on the same page um yeah Mm -hmm. so then my next note is oh i missed this one motherfucker (laughs) and it was of course he was just tracking them right like i talked i talked about that already
0: and then but then oh yeah i think that's actually yeah that's where I use fuck in my. Um, oh, nice! <laughs>
1: so
0: yeah, welcome to the club. <laughs> yep. Where I was like, I knew the darkling was following them.
1: Yeah. Um. And so then, right, he takes he puts the uh, collar, necklace, whatever we want to call it, on Alina. He tests it, and then he takes her, her back to the their camp or whatever. But then you have a moment with him where even Alina can't figure out like what is true and what's not, right? And I was I was like, I don't and I even wrote, I don't know how to feel about him. Like, because he has this moment where he's like, you talk to her once, you have a whole convers like a whole conversation with her, meaning Bagra, and then you just assume that everything she says is a hundred percent accurate, like, and you just flee and then he has a moment where he seems like he's going to be merciful and then immediately afterwards he's like and don't worry i'll be killing him tomorrow and then i was like like,
0: (laughs) yeah i keep going back and forth with him too
1: like and then i was like okay i hate
0: him (laughs) and then i was like do i (laughs) yeah because the way so for him i thought he was going to wield the shadow fold and like destroy populations which he did and didn't like he yes killed innocent people but it was a demonstration to say like which is still not good right (laughs) but basically he's saying like i have this power i can use it therefore the fighting is going to stop right like he's doing it to I know save it's so hard to figure out like others exactly. right
1: which is which is why it's like is he like a loki is he just like an anti-hero is he just like or is he actually the villain like thankfully there are two more books in the series so we get more information here um but yeah I'm like I just I'm all over the place with him and then I was like but do I and then like he killed like the children and and women and and innocent people. And then I was like, yes, I hate him. And then I was like, I don't know if I hate him. (laughs) Um, and then, and then, you know, the next part is my favorite part in the book where she, she gets off the sand skiff, you know, she breaks it in two. You don't know who lives, who dies off of who she left behind. Um, and then they go out into she and Mal go out into West Ravka, and then keep um going sort of from there um I was picturing that is um I was picturing actually at this point, right, they find a ship that they're gonna take refuge on and they're on right at the end of the book and the words that the people are using seem kind of german and so in that point i was like i wonder if the fold is kind of like the berlin wall right Mm -hmm. like separating east and west right that seems pretty simple but then it's like sort of the russia eastern europe versus like western year like so then i was like "Ooh, i wonder what like hopefully that means that the fold will crumble at some point um interesting very
0: interesting i did not think about that at all
1: yeah it was like the last like fleeting thought that i had because he's the ship captain or whatever says just something really short that and the words just sounded german-ish you know um and i was like i wonder if and I could be certainly totally mm-hmm. wrong, but I don't really know.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, I thought that Mal was going to die again.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Like, not I actually that I also these
0: books. Not that I should have known that he was going to be fine and she was going to save him, but I totally didn't remember that. Mm-hmm. And I have a note in here that says, "If I swear, if Mal dies, I'm boycotting all other books by this author." <laughs>
1: That's and really then funny. Next note
0: is well, thank goodness I can read the next book.
1: That's really funny that you wrote that down because I had that thought. I was like, if Mal dies, I am done. <laughs> I didn't write it down, but I did also have that thought. And then I thought he was actually dead because um, when she gets her power back and she throws her light out again, there's like a sentence where it's like, and there's the spot where Mal stood, and I was like, shit, she's too late. Uh-huh. Like I was yep. like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I had, I had,
0: I thought he was a goner for sure. Me too. So Thankfully I a he wasn't. Yeah, but... thank goodness. I had a question about the very end of the book.
1: Yeah. Um, the, the after part? Or the... Yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: Okay. Were there being referred to as a boy and a girl mm-hmm. on a ship? And... So my question was, how old are they supposed to be?
1: Right. So I think they're at least 18, right? So because we get the before part, and that's when they're eight, right? And then at some point in the the meat of the story, she, um, I think it's when she runs into the Duke again. But she talks about she was there for 10 years before they even left. So, right. And so they... And and they, it seems like they were kind of new to the Duke's house in that before part. So Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. I don't think that they had been there for very long, like less than a year probably at the point that that started to, that happened. So then I assumed that they were at least 18, but then of course they would have had to go through training. So I
0: think early twenties. So then why were they referred to as children?
1: I think because, I think it's just meant to m- mirror the the before chapter. Because they're referred to as the boy and girl in the before chapter. Mm, okay. Um, because it says, right, it's like, th- in the before chapter it opens, the servants called them Malenki, little ghosts, because they were the smallest and youngest, and because they haunted the Duke's house like giggling phantoms. And then in the after part... Um, um the boy and the girl stand at the railing of the ship good uh good morgan fantomen is the german e words that i was thinking mm, mm-hmm. and then it's and then it says all the ship's crew called them Phantomen. it's the kirch word for ghosts and so i think it's just to mirror mm, mm-hmm. that they're still the ghosts they're still it's still just the two of them except for you know, all this happened in between. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um. So. Okay. Um, so
0: late teens, early twenties at the. At I the think oldest. I think they have to well, be like at least twenty twenty at the oldest.
1: Yeah, I think they have to be at least twenty. But I guess I, I don't really know. Um. Just because, <laughs> as we've discussed in other books, t- timelines apparently don't mean anything. <laughs> Right. Um, but my guess was that they were like 2021 20, somewhere in okay. that range. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? I don't think so. Okay. Um. Well, I hope you're a little bit more excited to read the second book. I'm. I'm very excited to read the second book. Um. I've got some big question marks that I want answers to. <laughs> mm-hmm. No um, kidding.
0: I have a feeling we'll just get more questions yeah, and not answers in this you're, next book. I you're think it'll probably right. be the third book that <laughs> finally gives us some clarity, but who knows?
1: Should we throw cross into the random to just read the third book? No. <laughs> no, because then we'd be like, what is happening? Yeah. Um See, that's why I don't get people who don't like spoilers. Like I just I've <sighs> I just no. Wait. Uh-huh. That's why I don't understand people who don't mind spoilers. I'm a person who doesn't like spoilers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like people who just like I have a friend who will read every time she gets a new book, she reads the last chapter first and I'm like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like <laughs> um... <laughs> um I have another friend who just like doesn't care and it's really funny because I don't like spoilers. But I I have noticed that I do kind of surround myself with people, not so much you, because I know that you're more in my group of, of no spoilers, but I have also surrounded myself with people who don't mind spoilers because I also love to tell people what the spoiler is. Ah. Like I am, I think I'm very good at not doing it for the most part. I've, I've had some slip ups in my life, but I'm, I'm really good at not giving you the spoiler if you don't want it. But if you do want it, I love to watch There, I love, you know this about me. I love to watch people's yeah. reactions to things that I've already read or watched or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'd love that moment of being able to be like, like in this book, I could, I could be like, the Darkling's not who you think he is, right? Like, and that would be my big moment of, yeah, yeah. I get to, you the know. The Darkling's
0: the black heretic.
1: Right, exactly. Like, the those would be. So it's funny that I I don't understand the mentality, but I have surrounded myself with some people who don't who have that mentality, because then I get to be like, okay, so here you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's probably the gossipy part of me, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's it's less harmful because it's not gossip. It's just let me tell you the spoiler about X Y Z. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess. Um, Join us next week for book two in the Shadow and Bone series. It's called Siege and Storm. We're very excited. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, as always, you can uh, find us on social media. We're on Twitter at UPMPodOfficial. We're on Instagram at Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast. And then uh, you can email us at Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast at gmail.com. And... We look forward to seeing you guys next week. Bye.